This is part two of episode number 42 with the inspirational Chase Akers. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. Welcome back for some more of my man, Chase Akers. Those of you who are here and have listened to part one, I know you're super stoked to hear more about where Chase is at now with his headspace and how he's planning on attacking his goals at this point moving forward. Those of you who haven't tuned into part one yet, Chase was born with cerebral palsy and we spent a lot of that episode talking about Chase's birth story and all the way through to what it was like growing up with CP and how it caused him to be bitter towards others and so much more. So if you haven't listened to that yet, make sure you go back to get a little bit more perspective on Chase. And part two of my interview with Chase, you guys are going to get fired up. I know it because I did myself. We're going to talk about how fitness changed his entire world. We're going to talk about how his body has changed, how his mindset has changed, and how his goals have not only changed but magnified. He truly has set no limits on what he believes he's capable of. One of my current big goals from July 15th to September 15th is to increase my ratings and reviews from 60 to 150. I want you all to be a part of this and join in with me to help me achieve this. Every Monday, I'm going to read out a review of the week, so make sure you scroll to the bottom of the Apple Podcast app or you go to iTunes and leave a quick rating and review, letting me know your honest feedback about the show, why you're here listening, and what you get out of these episodes. But for now, it's time. Let's dive back into part two of my interview with the inspirational Chase Akers. It's like, like one by one, I'm starting to see, like, I saw physical changes in my body. Like for the first time I had like a chest and like biceps. I was like, what? Like, I'm like, I'm still eating like garbage. Like like kind of healthy. Right, right. I'm still, you know, like, you know, in college, you know, pizza, beer, whatever. Like it, you know, but I'm sitting there seeing muscle tone and I'm going, Yeah. I'm one yeah, of those yeah, guys. Yeah. Like, I, it, right there, there it is. Like, oh wait, am I an athlete? Am I an athlete? And I think, I think my younger self just kind of like I went up to my younger self and like tapped him on the shoulder and was like, "Hey, dog, um, check out 22. Like, check, out, <laughs> check out you at 22, man. Right? Uh, you're doing Pilates that you thought was like a like yoga mom thing, like only, for, and it's wrecking your whole life. Like, Jeez. it's just changing your game." right now and dude it's, it was a four month semester I came out of that thing so strong like in comparison mentally emotionally physically yes yeah. like, so what are the lessons now that you take the, from from the Pilates class that you that was what three years ago two three years ago oh dude uh, I graduated in 16 okay so three about three years ago three years ago yeah so what lessons do you learn from that now that you go and start to take into your life well, like, what do you start to do differently now because you feel like empowered? You don't feel as angry and as bitter towards the athlete people, athletic people. Well, and and two, there's like two things here. Is like one is I, I I was in a relationship too with a Pilates teacher. Like I was like dating <laughs> not the first not the first one. No, right. no, 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 no. Yeah. I was this. Is, no wonder about, he kept going all semester. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, that's no, not like that. <laughs> you talk about the lessons taught, right? So I had a per, I I have this you know woman in my life who's teaching me the the aspects of how Pilates. Um, comes into daily life breath slow you know slowing your pace maintaining your focus all of those things like i was being taught that 
because I was in more regular engagement with like, I'm talking after this class, like class is over. Like I'm out in the world. I've, I've graduated college, you know, I'm, I'm with this person and I'm learning the aspects of Pilates that apply to like music or painting or like all things that Joseph Pilates kind of invented was when he was saying like, you know, focus your breath and maintain your posture allow your allow your bones to float mm-hmm. i'd never heard anything like this yeah. this you know to somebody with cp this was just garbage yeah. I, you know i like in my early life like you said that bitterness started melting off because my like i was unlocking a key i felt like things were changing so much that like that door that i could never go that that kind of forbidden place of vulnerability of being honest with myself about what I want, what I need, how I want my body to change, that door was slowly opening, right? So that kind of, you know, with her encouragement, that person in my life, with her encouragement and like learning those things, those aspects of Pilates, that made me start opening other doors in fitness and in physics and and just anything in life, like going Mm -hmm. out for more creativity, more jobs, more chances to do things that would normally scare me. Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to, you know, try maybe picking up some weight, try some cardio, try some this, try some that. And it it was like one by one, that bitterness starts kind of just floating off that kind of adolescent, you know, like fear and anger. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting here going, huh. I just did a lot of things that pediatric, you know, doctors like tenure, these like tenured doctors at Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt said I would never do. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting here popping up, you know, 130 pounds on a squat, which is, it ain't that much in all of life. But for somebody who said they were never going to walk again, never going to ride a bike, not going to have a quality of life. Shoot. This is fine. That's freaking amazing, dude. You know, like we said, you did kind of the Pilates was kind of the initiator if you will for it all these is, other yeah. things and I'm I'm a big believer in that you know doing things that make you uncomfortable are what makes you grow right that's what makes 100%. you learn new skills mm-hmm. uh, gain confidence but sometimes making the doing the initial thing is is super tough because it's just super foreign to you mm-hmm. um, but once you do it one time it gets easier it's like a muscle once you do it one time you, it builds it builds it builds absolutely and you can continue yeah. to take those leaps of faith so I want you to Talk to somebody who's a little bit scared about doing something uncomfortable um, and they think they have no business doing, but like would maybe enjoy giving it a try. Like what's your message to that person in order to get them to take that leap of faith? That's huge. That, man, there's so many answers to that. I feel like to the person who is you're saying a person who is scared of doing something but has a curiosity that's kind of splintering in their in their ears and in their mind exactly pushing them to go do that thing i would say you will not know what you have until you go and do that thing and that that every everything that you're wanting everything that you desire to do you can always look back and say, man, I wish I had done that sooner. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of thing that pushed me. 
was I had enough curiosity to go, well, this, this has to be a path. This has to be an answer right. of some sort. It is placed in my, it's placed in my path. It's, it's something that's in front of me to the person who's afraid of trying something, move forward. All you have to do is take a step forward. You don't have to know. You could be blind as anything. Take a step. Just move and see what happens because there is growth. Mm-hmm. There is freedom. It, when you take one step forward, you're leaving a place. You're leaving a headspace that you were once in. Yeah. Like my example. Like I had to take a step forward to leave anger and bitterness about the fact that I was different. And you know what I found on the other side of that door was I'm still different, but that doesn't mean that I have to lack. Yeah. That I have but now to I can do something about it. Now I can do something about it. And that's been the past three years mm-hmm. is just creating, you know, creating environments, creating communities where there's support on all fronts, you know? Yeah. So has the, has the community, like how is the community aspect of it? served you like how is the surrounding yourself with the right people because i know yeah maybe early on you didn't have as big of a peer group support sure Um, so talk a little bit about like the importance of like now i feel like when you went into plotties you had this instructor super supportive you had a girlfriend who's kind of super supportive in this as well so talk about like what the support group was able to do for you and moving forward and taking on these challenges. Man, that that's so I think that's the biggest the biggest thing about what we're going to talk about is I think when I like I first got hooked up in that community because of Lululemon Hill Center. Mm. And I was just uh just playing music for them, just like taking the DJ decks out and playing music for them on Saturdays, like like Saturday mornings. And I just kind of rubbed shoulders with like, again, this this was even before the college thing. So right. I'm, I'm like, you know, this is before the Pilates class. I'm just kind of rubbing shoulders in the Lululemon community and like, oh, wow, these are like, these are really cool people. Like they seem goal oriented. They seem like people I could hang with. But all the while, like I, I'm developing those relationships and kind of working in, working with and around them. But post-college, post-first Pilates class, I just started kind of showing up. Just kind of being like, hey, I'm, I'm here for the fitness. Uh, is this where fitness happened? You know, mm-hmm. just showing up to random like events and kind of like dressing the part. Just like putting on the apparel and being kind of donning that, you know, if this hat is a headspace, like okay, I'm an athlete. I'm, I'm here to be an athlete. Right. And it, it, you know, it starts out awkward like anything else. You take your first few steps. But the community aspect of that, it's it's the one community where the, the playing ground was level. Mm. I went over to Frank. My first, my first real experience with weights was going over to Franklin Strength. I had a buddy over there that was like, hey, I've got some guest passes. Come with me. And I'd never done any sort of CrossFit, you know, uh, uh, comp training kind of thing where you're pushing sleds and doing, you know, clean and jerks and all that. Never done that in my life. Right. And I get there and like, you know, I, I got prepared to give my CP disclaimer trademark, you know, that thing. And the instructor's like, yeah, cool. Whatever. Um, go, yeah, go get that. They just glossed over it. They're like, wow. cool. Great. Um, Did you like that? Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. It's not, it's not like I needed any sort of, like that would be the start of the community. It would okay. be like going to Franklin Street, kind of rubbing shoulders with the Lululemon Hill Center community, getting to know those guys, going to Franklin Street, finding out like, oh dang, these Pilates have done some serious work. I'm, yeah. I'm doing like, you know, stuff I've never done, you know, body weight pull-ups, goblet squats, pushing sleds on turf. You know, I've never done this stuff in my life. And these coaches were like, yeah, cool. Okay, great. Keep moving. And I said, what, is it not a big deal? And they were like, no, it's not a big deal. Go get the sled. You know, I'm like, I like this. That's cool. I dig this. So that kind of, again, like in answer to your question, like what's the first thing you would say to someone who's afraid to take a step or afraid to do something is take the step and then just show up to the thing. Mm-hmm. Like show up where that community is. And just act like you know what you're doing. Because even mm-hmm. if you don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't so, matter. Yeah. So I want to, you know, I think something that is always a constant battle and that we can only improve on, never completely eradicate is like comparison with other people. And back to... Cheers to that. Yeah. <laughs> back to this time when you were like 12 to 17 years old, when you were just kind of in this like comparison, anger, yeah. self-doubt kind of a, a stage, if you will. Um how would you like communicate to somebody who has like these self-limiting beliefs and just can't get out of their heads about comparing themselves and thinking about the things that they lack? Like what is your message to somebody who is just stuck in that rut of, I can't do this. I'm not enough. Um, and like, what would your message be to yourself back then? Man, you're hitting them with the business. These are like, <laughs> these are the real questions. Um, whoever you're comparing yourself to, they themselves, you're thinking about what you don't have. They themselves are doing the same thing. Mm. It's a cycle. Comparison is a cycle. You look at someone else saying, man, he's so much farther. She's so much farther along than I am. She's got what I want. Are you so sure? Like if you pan out and look at what that person has sacrificed, what you've sacrificed, don't forget where you, where, how far you came from. Mm-hmm. Don't forget where you came from. That's what comparison blinds us. We put horse blinders on when we compare ourselves to one person or one thing that we want or multiple things. We forget progress. We forget dedication. We forget that what brought me here today is the very thing that's going to keep me going tomorrow. Hmm. And comparison goes brick wall. Nope. Stop right here. You, you've got to look at that person and just put your blinders on and focus on what you don't have. Yeah. So how do you kind of switch in that, into that abundance mindset instead of like mm-hmm. the, the lacking mindset? Like what if, what if, I mean, like, like I said, it's a constant battle. I'm sure like, I know I compare myself all the time. Yeah. Like, gosh, no, it's, dang it's, it. Like I pull up, it's human. It, it, social media is what kills me. Yeah. I pull it up. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, look what that person's doing. Like yeah. you're killing it. But, there's uh, a reason they call it the black mirror. It's yeah. the nightmare rectangle. Yeah. Right. But are there any like things that you, that you do like on a, in a tactical way that help you be in a bit, <laughs> Go, keep going. I love that. <laughs> that, that, that like allow you to have more of an abundant, like grateful mindset, if you will. You mean like, like, like on a daily basis, do you do anything that like helps you stay focused on? Yeah. I have this, not that like, I don't have this. What can I do to get it? Yeah. I do this thing in my journal. Where And I'm like all analog, man. I'm like analog journal. Like I do use the iPad, but there's something about like the pilot pens on paper. Oh, yeah. I'm all about it. Primo. Um, 
I do this thing in my journal where I think off, off the immediate first 10 things that come to my mind that I'm grateful for. And that, that's a game changer. Mm -hmm. I can look around the room in my apartment. It's like kind of like a studio apartment. So everything's in there all at once. I can just look at my guitars, my synths. I can see my weightlifting shoes. I can see pictures of my nieces, my family, and just go, oh my gosh. Like, that makes you don't have to look very far to be grateful. You don't have to look far. That's the message. You don't have to look far to be grateful. Mm. Like, when God blesses you, you don't have to look far because that, like, it rains down and just, like, gives you so much and mm-hmm. and again it's like you said it's easier said than done we open instagram in, in the fitness world in the music world immediately it's like oh she got a publishing deal right he got a new sponsor show he's what you know they yeah. opened a new gym you know it's tough but i think that those people that we look at had to start by going well man i've got this pretty cool like I've got this pretty cool business idea. I'm grateful for that. Or I've got, and that's where it starts. It's mm-hmm. a seed. It's like like a mustard seed of like, I'm grateful for this little thing. Let me see if I can water it. Let yeah. me see if I can water the grass that I stand on before. That, I mean, that's what I do. Like I like how you said tactical things. Like I, I write in the journal like gratefulness and then go – Go to the thing you create, whatever it is that you create. If Mm -hmm. it's business, if it's sport, if it's music, if it's visual art, if it's dance, and do the thing. Mm -hmm. thing. I pick up a guitar and just let that voice memo run. I Mm -hmm. let the transport run and just sit there and get lost in it. Or I'll, you know, pick up my iPad and do a little painting, you know, create something. I believe that gratitude is like, the getting uncomfortable thing in the sense of it's it's building a muscle. Like it, once you like just start it, that habit of like writing down 10 things, like on the bottom, my whiteboard, the bottom right, I write three things that I'm thankful for and they're just stupid things, but they just... It they says just right now, ink, whiteboard, and morning. It Meaning, meaning. Meaning. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. Meaning to like giving, defining meaning towards different experiences that you have in your life. Um, so, every morning I write, I write down... The three things, they're so stupid and sometimes it comes, sometimes uh, they come up super randomly and if I, sometimes I make it too tough on myself and I'll just look over to my bed, I'll be like, I'm thankful for that pillow. And it's just like it, easy. But to it come. changes your neurochemistry. What, what, it, what it does yeah. is it makes you in the habit of, that's what, what I've realized, what it's done for me is that I've realized that I, things pop up on a daily basis that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And it's like I wouldn't have never have thought of that I in that term the, before. I think that's the 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 defeat the chief defeater of fear hmm. is gratefulness. I think when we when we get afraid of loss or like afraid of pain, I mean that's dude, you're looking at someone that I I feared pain. It wasn't it wasn't physical pain. I'd been through that. Hmm. It was the fear of loss. It was the fear of emotional hurt. I think gratefulness to your point is the way we just, we just take, you know, we just take a knife to that whole thing and, and, and cut the legs out from under. Yeah. It's what were you afraid of losing? Love. It's simple, man. I mean, you, you're afraid of, of losing, you know, losing the approval when you're, when you're young and, and you're just like trying to, when, you know, when they tell you, look, this is a reset button. 
you got to start over. It's when you're, when you understand your whole life that, yeah, you're just like everybody else, but you're not. Anytime you hold on to something really tightly, you lose it. And that was, that was the big thing was I was holding on very tightly, even, even just to a couple of years ago, even just two years ago, holding on to things very, very tightly. And it, it forced those things to, to fly wow. away. And when we, I think gratefulness and, and holding something gently, I think we learned that in yoga, mm-hmm. to hold, you know, hold this pose lightly, hold your jaw, tension in your neck lightly, acknowledge it. It's there, but be gentle with it. If we, if we grasp something, we can't have our hands open to, to gratefulness and to more blessing. But if we grasp and we hang on to something, in my case, in my early life, up until, like I said, up until about two years ago, it was approval. It mm. was, please love me. Mm. And that's where grateful, you yeah. have to just open your hands and go, all right, it's out of my hands. I can't, I can't grasp that any tighter. It ain't going to work. I love it, man. I'm going to reset, yeah. I'm going to reset it one more time. I know the timer's not almost up, but it will but be easier to edit, too. And yes. All right. Last couple. Last couple. All right. So you're 25 years old, right? Yeah. I mentioned it a couple times. These last couple of years have been huge years for you, right? Huge. Both physically and mentally. All oh, the lessons man. that you've learned and now you've applied so it. You probably, you. I bet in a, in a sense you feel like your life's almost just starting and you can just freaking take off from here. Um, so yeah. what I want to ask you is 35-year-old Chase Akers. <laughs> oh, I love these. What has that guy done? What does he accomplish? Mm. And what is he currently doing? Oh, wow. 35-year-old Chase. I, I, there's so much. I mean, there's like, it, it, it's almost even hard to answer that because I literally need just like a, like a fast typing computer to just get all that out. Yeah. But it does feel like my life has just started. Like the work I've been doing on the emotional front, physical front, mental front over the past two or three years consistently, it feels like, okay, now we're at the starting line. Mm. So 35, I will have want, wanted to basically, become I, w- I want this message to get out i want this to the able-bodied community to the differently abled community i want this message out here and what in particular is the message the message is what we perceive is is what we receive essentially i mm. hate that that rhymes <laughs> i really do i think it makes but it better perception it's, we've always heard mind over matter. If I can come out of a wheelchair and go and perform with some of the city's best athletes and, and learn from that and make my body better, thereby making my relationships better, my music better, any of that, that's the message is look at your own life, regardless of what you have or have or don't have in terms of a disorder, a disability, a disease, whatever it is, look at your life and apply that. Excuse me. 
mind over when we when we dedicate our mind to something that is it is deep within us yet is is beyond us that's what propels us forward so at 35 i mean books TED Talk, I really want to give a TED Talk. Yeah. I really want to give it. I'm not talking TEDx. I'm yeah. talking like big time TED, capital T. Uh, I want to sit down with Guy Raz. You know, that that's a dream. Um, I want to be winning Grammys. Wow. That's another dream. I want, I want a Grammy on my shelf, man. Production credit, writing credit. Um... I don't know. Give me, give, no, me, that's a, awesome, give me a little more parameter no, on like, like that's, that was exactly what I wanted to hear. That's yeah. exactly what I wanted to hear. I want to, yeah, dude, I'm, I have this dream of taking, and these are, some of these are just fun things. Like I want to take a motorcycle across the United States. Okay. I want to go, like, I want to go up in the mountains. Um, I want to, and you know, you, you say the term fun things, but I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want you to think that in your head because I know I've thought this in my head about, about those very same like bucket list type things. Yeah, like these fun don't things make that you I want to do. They don't necessarily make you money. Right, right. But what yeah. I want to what I want to say is don't yeah. use the term fun things in your head as like, oh, that'd be fun, but like it's probably not gonna happen. Because I know that I've done that to myself. Be like, oh, it'd be fun to like probably do that. Like that should yeah. be a bucket list item, but like I probably That's never do what that. I but that's again, like if full circle, I was like, it'd be super fun to like be an athlete, but that's not gonna happen. And then you know, Ryan Freebing is like, hey, I'm with Nashville Fit. We're gonna do an art. I was like, what? Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So the bucket list stuff I feel like should take a little higher priority on like Yeah, yeah man. I, I mean 35, like family, you know, established, like tra- traveling. Like yeah. I, I want to travel doing this. Yeah. Doing this. Getting getting these relationships, you know, making these communities. Even if that's like I mean, I, I look at like the fact that cerebral palsy is like in TV now, like speechless and special. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like how wild that is. And I never thought like you would ever see a, a lead TV star with this same thing. Yeah. I got to say, dude, when you, when you mentioned the Nashville fit thing again, I went directly to your, you, uh, perceive, say the perceive, uh, whatever you perceive, perceive you receive, you receive. And if you didn't perceive yourself as an athlete or as anything like that, never would you have ever received that text or that message. But no. then once you got to the point that you actually perceived that you were this person, then you start receiving maybe the opportunities. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Like the fact that like the tongue is mightier than the sword and like it's it's like a, sh- a, a ship rudder. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I can just show up like I didn't think, you know, I used to – I didn't think I was a DJ until yeah. I did it. And then I was like, oh, wow. Like this is cool. I didn't think I was a musician till I did it. Till yeah. I, you know. I actually – so like I, I don't like the term fake it until you make it for a couple of reasons that I probably won't get into. But like this <laughs> I is – I already know what you're – I mean, yeah. But like this is yeah. – fake it until you make it here is is very valuable in, in the sense that like you maybe yeah. didn't – you, you might have not been like the best DJ or like the best athlete. But if you like – walk like you are or you act like you are and you like approach if you maybe you're not the best dj but you start approaching places like i want dj i want to learn about it and then like you just go 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 and then all of a sudden it's like you are that person no yeah there's no name tag on on your shirt that says this is nick's identity this is chase's he actually can't be here if you walk in to any place 
and act like this sounds so crazy, but if you walk into any place, like, you know, you belong there, you can just about do anything. Yeah. Like Bob Goff, the author, Bob Goff talks about that. He's like, you never, he has a book called love does. And he's like, you never know something until you ask like someone, if we can do that, Mm -hmm. like, you know, small things to large things. It's like, that's exactly right. Like I would never think of myself in those scenarios until I showed up in the fitness community and was like, yeah, um, yeah, I'm fit. Yeah. Like even I know I'm not like, I know I'm not right now, but again, one step forward is motion. If we don't take a step forward, there's no motion. There's no continuity. There's no continuum of I'm going to fake it till I make it. Yeah. Whatever you perceive. Yeah. It's just got to be like, it'll a, happen. it's got to be a, a spark of, like, I want that message to be a, a spark of action for people to, to not hold themselves back because they think I'm not this person yet. So I can't really do anything about it. It's like, no, start like, how do start, you become that person? Exactly. Is the question. Like, right. how do you become? And I know, you know, I know money gets in the way. I know life gets in the way. It's not, it's not all rainbows and butterflies about it, mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't become that person until there's at least one door open, one handshake, one, one text, one Instagram follow mm-hmm. move, you know? Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, uh, before I ask the last question, I yeah. want to uh, I want to acknowledge you first, dude. Because first off, this has been freaking awesome. Yeah, um, it has. Yeah. I've, I've loved you know the your overcoming of the self doubt and, yeah. and like it's one of those things that you never fully overcome. Mm-hmm. I don't think, but you just gradually work yourself out of it, um, little by little by taking those uncomfortable you steps. Contain it. Yeah, yeah you can. There you go. You you can. You can uh, prevent it from overcoming some of the things that you want to do. Bingo. And yeah, and you've totally. distribute or you've displayed that time and time again now in your life. And I know you're just going to continue to do that yeah. more and more often with doing yeah. a going after a TED talk, writing a book, doing all those things you want to do. So yeah. freaking go after those things because, like you said, you are you uh, you'll receive what you perceive you are. So if you perceive that you're going to do that. And you're going to take the action steps that's going, it's going to require in order to make that happen and for you to receive that. And then you, and then you look back and you go, remember that time? Oh yeah. I thought I was going to, thought I was going to do that. Now I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's right. Well, I know people are going to love the story and want to learn more about you. Well, first we already talked about the article in the Nashville Foot Magazine, so you can go learn a little bit more there, but we've probably covered a lot of the stuff yeah. in here uh, as well. But tell people where they can find you uh, on Instagram, and then you know, you're know you a DJ as well here yeah. in Nashville, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, you have a few gigs we were talking about beforehand. So tell a little bit more about where people can find you and learn more about you. Yeah. So on the internet, um, I am Chase Akers, and that's at C-H-A-S-E-A-K-E-R-S. Um, there you can find a couple, a couple splits off into different profiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is called rebuilding ability. And that is, uh, my fitness brand telling my story. It's a blog. Um, there's video content. Uh, there's things of that sort. I'm actually working, like I told you on my, uh, NASM, uh, personal trainer's license. That's who first. That's freaking <laughs> awesome. That I is know, right? freaking <laughs> awesome. This is a guy who. In his teenage years, hated athletes. Yep. Had a lot of anger towards yeah, yeah, athletes, totally. right? You know, just yeah. to make it a little more extreme. Yeah. Um, and now, just just as a couple years ago, 
Yeah. Um, you've started the fitness journey and now you're freaking applying to be a yeah. personal trainer. That is awesome. I had people, I had people in my life that told me, Hey, uh, next step is for you to get a license that says, you know what you're talking about. And I said, okay, cool. So Chase Akers on Instagram, there you'll find rebuilding ability. You'll also find, uh, at DJ Akers, which is my, uh, page dedicated mostly to just DJing mm-hmm. schedule updated, usually weekly, um, at Chase Acres, though, you'll find a lot of my music work, people that I'm collaborating with, any tracks that are set to be released, um, story content, you know, going out and seeing shows, you mm-hmm. know, what's what's happening in the city. Um, you can find me um, tonight. You'll find me at Flamingo Cocktail Club uh, playing jazz with some great friends of mine. I sit in uh, every, every Wednesday, love going out and playing guitar with those guys. That's, awesome. um, that's called The Invite at Flamingo. Super fun. Tomorrow night and every Thursday, you can find me DJing at uh, Kung Fu Saloon in Midtown, right next to Rebar. And what's the other bar over there? Uh, well, I know the like winners, winners and losers, and losers. Over there. Yeah. So it's Kung Fu's the big outdoor yeah. one with the vintage video games inside. You can actually find me at Kung Fu uh, this weekend from Thursday to Sunday. Okay. So I'll be, I'll be there every night starting at 10, uh, Saturday. If you're into the brunch thing, uh, 12 to three at LA Jackson, that's the top of the Thompson hotel. And then I'll be back Sunday at LA Jackson for 11 to two for another brunch hang. So all that you can find on DJ acres. And then all that kind of stems from at chase acres on the internet. Awesome, dude. Well, I'm excited. I've never <laughs> yeah. been to one of your DJ sets yet. I'm, I'm excited to, to come hang out at one. Um, well, last question is the, the question of all questions. So, uh, you know, you've talked about the goals that you have, right? You, you want to do a, a, TED, a TED talk. You want to write a book. You're yeah. going to be a personal trainer. All these different things yeah. that you want 35-year-old Chase Eckers to look like to do and beyond that, right? Yeah. So, the last question is um, for you personally. Sure. I always, I always like to kind of give a little phrase a little bit. I, th- I believe that becoming the best version of yourself is a constant journey. I don't think Ooh. we're like a lot of these other things sure. that we've talked about. They're yes, constant sir. journeys. They're never th- things that are going to be like, here is the point where we've reached it and right. now we're good, right? right? A lot of things are like that. Um, and I also think that becoming the best version of yourself is a very individual, unique journey. Like I think the best way that you're going to become the best version of yourself is going to be different from the way that I become totally. the best version of myself. Totally. So for you personally, if you could currently do or work on three things to get closer to that best version of yourself what are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on to be closer to that best chase acres whoa that's all right do you mean like there's so many ways you can take this this is how you you define it mentally or is that more like kind of ethereal or do you i just like my brain whoa it's big it's big i just um i want you to take it with whatever whatever comes to your mind that's a trip um, three things, man, man. The first thing is responsibility that, that that's something I've been learning lately is personal responsibility versus other people's responsibility. When we take control, not control, when we take ownership of what only what we are responsible for, that changes life. That kind of changes how we perceive anything, our relationships. Mm -hmm. And it all starts with relationship. If we take only responsibility, if we today removed from our thinking, I am not responsible for any, what anybody else does or thinks 
or or says or whatever. Yeah. That opens up a whole nother door. Responsibility. That's something I'm learning is what am I responsible for? What am I not responsible for? Okay. Second thing on the way to becoming the best version of Chase Akers. Yeah. Again, um, whatever you define it, I, you know, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking you have these goals of, of doing all these things. Yeah. What's going to make you get there? Second thing is practice. Um, there is an art of practice mm. and, um, in the, in the music world, they, they, they say, uh, they don't say practice makes perfect because you can practice incorrectly. It's perfect practice makes perfect. Mm. Or practice perfect makes perfect. Right. It's kind of interchangeable. But practice, I've learned even more from the yoga community, is more just about showing up. Is more just about, I have to practice my breath. I have to practice relationship. I have to practice community. Because I know that if I don't do, if I don't have an art of practice of all these areas of life, whether that's playing guitar, playing keys, spinning records, singing, uh, lifting weights, bench press, squat, whatever. If I don't practice that, then I lose that continuity of, of, of the art of practice, which is what centers us into we talk about those transcendent experiences where we're kind of like lifted out of the human experience. We're just doing something that's beyond us. Mm-hmm. Practice is what leads us there. There's an art of practice. And you have to learn how to settle yourself into the present moment. Like you have to be, they talk about being present. Like find a sound, find a noise, find something in the room that you can focus on and begin your practice there. Mm. That's something I'm, I've been trying to learn. That is, a, that is a very difficult uphill battle. Right. The third thing. So we have responsibility. We have responsibility and practice. and practice. Those are great ones. It's a good yeah, start. That's Now we need I, some of them to take it home. Oh, my gosh. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, patience. Mm. Patience. That came to you like boom. Yeah. Yeah, that that just kind of hit like a freight train. Yeah, no, you you like you were like looking down, like, I was like looking focus. for it, and then all of a sudden, boom! Patience. Patience is the thing that binds those first two things together. We have to be patient. I think we have to be patient with ourselves to to determine responsibility. On the one hand, is I know that my tendency, like when, when we talked about loss of love earlier, my tendency was to grip and grip and grip because I was taking responsibility for other people's emotions and that's dangerous and that's codependent. Mm. So it, those are codependent behaviors that make us hang on to things very tightly for fear of losing them. And it's patience that teaches us how to take responsibility only for our own actions, our own thoughts, not those of others around mm. us. That's powerful. One, right. Once we do that, only then when we know what we take responsibility for and what we do not, only then we can practice. Wow. And we have to have patience because if I don't have patience, I'm going, where's the next thing? Where's the next thing? And it's God who says, no, patience, settle down mm-hmm. and just Wait. Well, damn, dude, the way that you just like tie those three in together right there at the end without like with how overcome you were by the question right at the beginning. That was unreal the way you did that. Well, that was awesome, dude. Appreciate you coming in. Dude, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a blast. (laughs) Yeah. 
There you have it. I hope you enjoyed part two of my interview with Chase. Make sure if this is your first time here that you subscribe to the podcast, or if you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do so so that you get notifications each time a new episode is released. If there was a fire lit inside of you today because of Chase's message of what you perceive you will receive, then give the show a quick five-star review. Share the episode with a friend who could really use this message to start taking more action in their life and making happen what they want to see come true in their life. Remember to drop the victim mentality. Get out of your comfort zone and attack what you want to see happen in your life. If you believe strongly enough in yourself and your capabilities, you can make your goals come true if you work hard and smart enough. Remember, if something is holding you back because of self-doubt, remember self-doubt is something everyone has. It's not about eliminating self-doubt and then being able to go do or accomplish that particular thing. It's about doing that thing in spite of having that self-doubt. That's what courage is all about. Not the elimination of fear or self-doubt, but the action steps in spite of it. I want to let you know that I appreciate every single one of you and I'm rooting for you. Those of you who take the time to listen to this, to better yourselves, you want to grow, you're the ones who are going to make a difference in your own lives, in the lives of others, and the world. If you believe in that and commit to whatever it is your heart is calling you to do, you will make it happen. But for now, it's time. It's time to take action. It's time to go out there today and start moving closer and closer to your best you.